Today is Saturday, February the 20th, and we are broadcasting our radio show today from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre recorded, so we'll be unable to accept call in questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the February issue of the Best of Times at one of our 522 distribution locations. Thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. If you're unable to find a copy, remember you can visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view current and past issues of our magazine. We wish to thank the many readers and our radio show listeners who have called our office at the best of times to request information about the 2016 edition of Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. This directory will be available beginning on March the 1st. It's not available now, but it will be available beginning on March the 1st. The Shreveport Little Theater Guild will host its fundraiser to support the theater this uh, Friday, March the 4th at East Ridge Country Club at 630. PM. This gala is called Applause to Broadway and will feature a seated dinner, silent and live auctions and valet parking. Live entertainment will also be provided. To reserve your ticket, do call 655-2004. That's 655-2004. Remember to log on to our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com for listening announcements made during today's radio show, as well as information about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep Hill. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, probably presented by A-Bears, Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show today is a very special guest. is Mike Riles, who is an author, humorist, and columnist. And I've asked him to come on to our show today to, to enlighten us about baby boomers. So thank you. Thank you, Mike, for joining us today here. Thanks for having me, Gary. And, uh, again, it's fascinating. I will tell you, he has some remarkable books. He's a writer, an author, a humorist, and uh, he also has, I would say, some very enlightening email messages that you, I don't know how many you send to, but I have been receiving <laughs> those for the past uh, year or so, and I've been, I'm always enlightened by it, Mike. Right. And uh, they're they're very touching and to the point, and uh, you you have a, uh, a a fantastic, quick wit and humor, and you bring nostalgia back into it, right? Yes, I do. I got this from folks I grew up with. Uh, many of them uh, fled uh, a hellhole called the Soviet Union, and I kind of bonded with these people because they wanted their kids to assimilate, and I was sucked in math, so we had a beautiful relationship. They wow. tutored me, I tutored them. <laughs> yeah, I've been, tell our listeners, I thought this is very, you mentioned that you were an entrepreneur at the age of 10 years old. Ten years old. Here's what happened. Uh, a lot of these folks who came out from Eastern Europe are fascinated by Al Capone. Ah. Yeah, Al Capone. Where is Al Capone? And Chicago had the places. So I put my little things together here, being a little pint-sized Eisenhower Republican. My dad was a huge, huge long Democrat, so we kind of clashed. Oh, well. I set up. A, I went to the library, found out where Al Capone did his dastardly deeds. 
and I set up a tour to take these folks to it for a reasonable fee, and um, found out where the Valentine's Massacre was at. Uh-huh. Took them there, took them to where uh, Dillinger got whacked, told them the story there. And I had some kids with me who would translate uh, from my English to Russian. That's how I kind of picked it up, just hearing it over and over again. And uh, that was my little uh, thing. Uh, take them to the ball games, take them to the museums, whatever. And I think the first uh, Russian I learned was uh, Daichi Mibel, which is keep the change. <laughs> very good, very good. So that's, no, that, 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 that's probably pretty brilliant at 10 years old. I can, I'm trying to think what I did at 10 years old. I formed, <laughs> I formed a club, an organization that was concerned about the Cuban Missile Crisis, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, uh, yeah. But, no, that is fascinating that you did a little research. There's the mm-hmm. ditch need and, and went along and but you know got got some experience from that as well so then what happened and you're in well your, uh, it your... kind of it, it took off a little bit where people were calling me to do other things for their kids and then they would hire me to be the neighborhood pedivochik which is your translator <laughs> so when they had to go and register at the post at the currency exchange uh, that they were on immigrant status i would take them down there to do that and they wanted to go to the airport when they would sponsor relatives coming out of the soviet union uh, i would do that and the most uh, endearing story uh, that happened with that was uh, i took some to o'hare airport and this uh, rabbi got off the plane and this man was in tears and he dropped to his knees gary and i saw at age i think 11 a man kiss the ground he didn't take a handkerchief out he just kissed the ground shouting boja pomegaiti god thank you and that kind of seals it. Uh, that was the most indelible thing uh, with my experience growing up with immigrants to make me say, boy, I'm lucky kid to be American. <laughs> wow. And they would tell me stories and stuff about uh, their experiences. And I think that's what sealed my love for history, which is what I majored in the school. Well, and the appreciativeness of immigrants, uh, a lot of people don't understand it, but they are. Uh, I'm, I'm from an immigrant family, uh, and I, I know that when my parents and, and and uncles and aunts brought over others, they definitely kissed the ground and were so thankful they were here in the United States of America. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Big time. And they wanted to give back. Uh, my father was uh, was a proponent of giving back. And, I mean, coming to America at, at uh, 1939, marrying my mother in 1940, and then after World War II, after Pearl Harbor, he told my mother... I want to do something for the country. I do not want this country taken over by by the Japanese or the Germans. I'm going to enlist. So at the age of 42, he uh, faked his ID and enlisted in the United States Army. And, wow. And so he lied about his age, right? He definitely lied about his age. He told me that, that many did. years ago that he told him he was 21. But mm-hmm. he was actually uh, quite older than that. He was 32. And, okay. Uh, Number 44, 34. And um, how amazing that he was devoted, and uh, there's a lot of rest of the stories after that, but um, right. but that's the devotionness, and, and I know that people that still come to America uh, are, are hopefully thankful that they're in our wonderful country. Right. The people I grew up with were very thankful. Uh, my mother was a super patron. She was from Nashville, Tennessee, and it was a Rosie the Riveter. Oh, and as wow. I, Oh, yeah, big time. Build uh, there outside of uh, Nashville, I think, is where they had the plant, uh, Boeing, I think. 
complaint. Uh, but one day there was, uh, you always get some that are ungrateful. There was some woman outside going, you Americans, all you care about is your money. And my mother heard that, and that was it. Uh-oh. She grabbed me, Michael, I need you to translate. She dragged me outside, and I don't like confronting, I don't like being that way, but, you know, it's her mother, you got to do it. Right. And she said, you tell her if she don't like it here, go back to Russia. And I looked at the woman and said, my mother <laughs> and the woman just gave us a hump and walked away. Oh, wow. Super uh, patriot. Yeah, and that's, that's why my dad wrote some articles in the um, in the papers when he was in Tyler, Texas, about uh, uh-huh. life under communism, communism, and we hope this never happens here in America. And it was well-received, and his broken English, but and he knew nine languages. English was not the, was down on the pecking order, um, but he picked it up pretty quickly. Uh, that's right. one of the things he was doing comparisons. You know, you, you could be worse, as he would always tell people. Uh, they were always complaining, complaining, much worse in, in Russia, Romania, and Bulgaria. So that's, right. what, that's what he always would mention. And Chicago was a hotbed for this because there were so many uh, uh, right. immigrants there. Exactly. And they used to have parades, uh, Captain Nation parades, uh, every year. I think it was on May Day as a counter over there. Yeah, a counter. And I remember seeing them. Mm-hmm. So what, what I was fascinated by, your one of your statements in, in an email that you sent to me, he said, uh, Gary, you know about uh, the comedian Jeff Foxworthy's talk about you know you're a redneck if. And so mm-hmm. when you came up with the idea, I thought this was remarkable. Uh, right. You know, you know you're a baby boomer if. If, yeah. And I've got it called up here. I'll throw us a few at you. Uh, and I did this at the Y. They asked me, hey, do you want to do yoga? I said, no, man, the last time I did yoga, uh, I was under a desk contorted like a pretzel waiting <laughs> to see if I was going to be incinerated before seeing what happened to Wally and the beaver. So I'll pass on that one. And that is, that's a, good one of my that is a good analogy of you know that, you're, that you are a boomer, but if you remember that duck and covered. And, oh, God. And, oh, Mike, God. I, I here I was in Louisiana. Indiana, and um, you don't probably don't know a little bit about our area. Back during the Cold War era, we had Barksdale Air Force Base, which was the SAC Air Command for all the, oh, the bombers yeah. that were delivering uh, the hydrogen, all these nuclear bombs, and their mm-hmm. their. And we also had Bozier Base, the largest accumulation of nuclear uh, bombs throughout the world. We're located just five miles away from where I live, so we were all trained to go about. Uh, the fallout, fallout shelters, backyard shelters were ahead of the neighborhood. Everybody oh, yeah. had one was oh, more, yeah. more prestigious. And you're right. Uh, I could remember being educated about going under that particular table in our classroom to protect us. Do you right. And do you remember, I don't know in your area, but we were told... The metal ones are for uh, for more excelled students than the under the metal desk than the wooden desk because they would oh my probably, they would probably survive under the metal desk than they would under yeah. the wooden desk. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we were kind of egalitarian. We had the same desk. We went under them. But the funny thing was, a kid pulling down the shades. Oh yeah, and this one kid said, "Why are we pulling down the shades so <laughs> the neighbors don't see us vaporizing? How gauche is that?" You know. But here's a funny story. Uh, I do parodies in some of my stories, and I had a thing called Boobers in the Home. And when I was under the desk, I saw some of the girls, like, freaking out. And they were baby crawling over toward me because they knew I spoke Russian, so I would be able to save them if the Russians attacked me. They wouldn't oh, molest them. okay. Oh, yeah. I, I had my little harem right there at George B. Smith Elementary School. And suddenly in my head, uh, you remember Man Magazine? Oh, yes, definitely. Okay, all right. Uh, a little thing flew out of me. Uh, you remember the Kennel Ration song? 
My dog's bigger than your yes, dog. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. I decided to just try to get our morale up and get back at Khrushchev, and I sang this song. Now, am I allowed to use the B word for a uh, <clears throat> slang for male? Uh, you, uh, possibly, yes. Go ahead. Okay. Here we go. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, here's here's what I sang, and I knew I was getting in trouble, but I didn't. I got, I just sat there going, and I started singing. Uh, and Jack is Jack Kennedy. Nikita is Nikita Khrushchev. Jack's balls are bigger than Nikita's. Jack's balls are bigger than his. Jack's balls are bigger because Khrushchev's a weenie. Jack's balls are bigger than his. Now I got done with that. The kids applauded. I'm getting ready to go out and stand either in the corner, you know. Remember you had to draw a circle on the chalkboard, put your nose in it? Right. Or stand on the hall. And the teacher who was from Ireland got up and she said, Good one, laddie. Sing it again. Oh, wow. Star was born. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. So that, that's what got me going with this parody thing, because I've got billions of these things in these boomer books. Well, the other thing, I'm, you're talking about comparison to boomer days. I can remember, I'm sure my listeners can relate to the fact that uh, – as a teenager back then, everybody wanted to do their part. To, and like you said, you were prepared to speak Russian when the Russians invaded your neighborhood. And right, uh, yeah. I remember we were trying to grasp anything and everything we could to prepare ourselves in case we were invaded here in the middle part of Louisiana. And uh, oh, yeah. I remember building uh, building different aspects. So you definitely know that you were a boomer. Our kids today would never even think about that one. I mean, that would like, yeah, no wow, clue. No, no uh, clue. Well, and here's what our parents imparted to us, and I tell this to kids who are going through really rough times with their marriages and stuff, and they look at me, I've been married 36 years, and they say, what's the secret? And I said, I was lucky to have parents who imparted to me that in the 1930s, they didn't know where their next meal was coming from, and in the 1940s, they weren't sure if they were to wake up having to speak German or Japanese. Good point. You get that, and you kind of do the, therefore, for the grace of God, I am a lucky guy, things don't bother you as much as they do with these kids today. And that's the thing I'm kind of seeing playing this intergenerational thing, because I work with kids who are millennial and younger. So I'm grateful to my parents for that, and I'm grateful they had me when they did, because we had a childhood. And we were able to go out and play outside. You went home when it was dark. There was no fear. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the kids now... Uh, and let's talk about you know we are, you, when you're again you're a boomer is you know you're reading a book and it's on paper right right and you have that and you mentioned in your your comment and a bookmarker I bet most people don't even know what a bookmarker book is that's right so you know oh, you're sure. a boomer if you if you use bookmarkers in those days that's right uh, it was called Jim not Zumba yeah you know that's gym that's, shoes not sneakers and sneakers and, and I love the one you said you know gangs did not uh, recite words and call it rap. They just... Right. Uh, short the words. did not do their thing and, and rap. They just did it and ran because the police were coming. Amazing <laughs> <laughs> stuff. And I remember growing up real young, you know, gym shoes. There was no such thing as tennis shoes, basketball shoes, nope. track nope. shoes, all these track specialty shoes. shoes that... Yes. You know, I can't even remember if Nike was back then. I know it was no, I don't think it kids. was. Uh, kids. Remember kids? And they were the tall, tall road kids. And, and tall road kids. And I, and I hated them. They, they were so tall, oh, yeah. and they made me look so clumsy. And mm-hmm. but I remember wearing them. But, but again, yes, they were. It was a generic word, gym shoes. Today, mm-hmm. they look mm-hmm. at you funny when you when you mention oh, that sure. word. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, and I do other things like with the fox where they, I'll say things like, "Hey, back then, I, you know, you're a boomer when you watch political conventions that ran on all three networks. Ah, uh, yeah. You knew who the head of the ACLU uh, was or the um, American Federation of Labor because if there was a strike, it wreaked havoc on you. No milk, no school, no nothing. <laughs> 
and it would shut down a lot, a lot yes. of the act, and your family as well as the the whole neighborhood and etc. Right. Uh, oh, sure. And uh, we'll keep going. I thought another one you mentioned here was um, boys chase girls for a kiss. I thought, right. And nobody got apoplectic when the girl stopped and she let the boy kiss her on the cheek. Can you do that now? You're sitting in front of a bunch of counselors. <laughs> you might get a record as a sexual predator. Yeah. I mean, God, Lord. <laughs> well, but, but I did when I did hear uh, tag do not involve lasers. <laughs> well, go back to the kiss, but I can remember though. I, 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 most of the times I lost the chase because those good-looking girls were fast runners. Oh yeah, they were back then. Yes, and the other girls weren't as weren't as. Uh, might, they might they were beautiful to some extent. Uh, they had good personalities, but you could you could catch them right and get that quick kiss. Right. There was a girl I grew up in a neighborhood, and her name was Sitzel. She was from Norway. And uh, for some reason, we declared war on girls in 1960, and they beat the crap out of us, made us force sign a surrender. And it was funny because the girl, uh, her dad was in the Navy, and she had a corncob pipe, so she dressed up like MacArthur, forced us to sign a surrender declaration to leave them alone. Oh. Okay. Fast forward. I'm in college. I'm in a place called Old Town. There was a hippie head shop, and I saw Sitzel. She did a centerfold for Hugh Hefner. And my girlfriend was with me. I'm talking to her, and she's dragging me away. And I sat there going, I threw rocks and dirt at you. (laughs) Yep. I bet that was an interesting uh, revelation. That Uh, was a big revelation. uh, I love it. One of your comments was, you know, you became, in those days, you became literate by that that writing, that that script writing and, and, and following letters, right? Mm-hmm. On the chalkboard. And I hated that. On the chalkboard, or you wrote in the air to start yep. learning how to write cursive. Right. And you had help from a, a dog and two kids. A dog's name was Spot, and then the boy's name was Dick, and the girl's name was Jane. True. I remember reading mm-hmm. those. I remember kids. that. So if and those of you remember them. that, you were definitely, you were definitely, uh, definitely a baby boomer. Definitely oh, yeah. a baby boomer. Um, and and right about the political conventions, I remember my my parents having that exciting black and white television, and we mm-hmm. were switching back and forth to the three ABC, uh, NBC, and, and and CBS, and and trying right. to get, trying to get everybody's, uh, uh, and it, you know, it was like we didn't have exactly the high tech remote control as we know today. Oh yeah, you had to get up and turn the thing on. <laughs> and generally, it was the younger children that would do that for the parents. Uh, now yep. change. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that, that was the, the, the remarkable aspect there as well. Do you remember rabbit ears? Oh, yes. Rabbit okay. ears. That... Yeah, and then my dad would say, so I picked that up and put it over there. Okay, hold it right there. Okay. I'm, and, I'm sitting there like the Statue of Liberty, right, holding this thing up. <laughs> and then we came up with the invention, however, came up, add aluminum foil to mm-hmm. the rabbit ears, and it would improve right. the reception. And so the reception. if yep. you did that, you are definitely a baby boomer. Definitely a baby boomer, right. <laughs> We're going to be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tanning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep D. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tunning Country of Streetport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. 
I'm Gary Kligas. Thank you for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. And today, my special guest is Mike Riles, who is an author, humorist, and columnist. And he's giving us some interesting tips on, you know, you are a baby boomer if. So thank you, Mike, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Glad to be back. So, you know, uh, I want to give some plugs. You've written several books, and one Mm -hmm. of them is called Boomer... um, Boomers in the Home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, and people can access that book via Amazon.com and very other sources, right? It's on Amazon, and uh, you can go to the publisher, which is Sarah S A R A H Publishing, and they're in Harlingen, Texas. Oh, okay. And what got me going on that one was, uh, as a historian, there was a guy way back in ancient Rome or ancient Greece called Herodotus, who was a father of history. Right. His big thing was, hey, I better get this written down or people could forget about it. And mostly the battles between the Greeks and the Persians. True. But everything, everything within the city-state. So after 9-11, something compelled me to just write things down that I hear that are really witty. If I see a bumper sticker that is funny, for example, I saw one the other day. Here to love this. Age happens. It does. <laughs> Um, And I see T-shirts. I I commute. And the reason I can write a lot is uh, I don't drive a car because when I was in the service, they uh, had a bad earache. Long story short, they found a tumor that was pushing up against the crachia. So if I drive a car and I have to stop fast or make a sharp turn, that's it. I feel like I have a few cold 45s in me. So I can use my commute time when I was working to just get the little uh, HP out and uh, type away. And I listen on people's conversations. If they say something really dumb or funny or witty, I'll put it in there. It's kind of a scrapbook uh, in the style of Mad Magazine, but it, uh, I throw a little Jeopardy in there, trivia pursuit, trivia? Okay. Uh, things like that. And then you got the parodies. And, again, I've got a bunch of them. Uh, do you, you remember do. the monkeys? You do have Remember mon- the, uh, the group, the monkeys? Yes. Okay. I open this thing up with this one. Uh, you ready? All right. Here we come, hobbling down the street with our canes and walkers. Doctor shows on our feet. Hey, hey, we're the boomers. Our numbers are growing each day. Young whippersnappers are working. You better hang on to your pay. <laughs> that is good. Hey, hey, we're the boomers. I got to remember hey, that. Hey, we're the boomers. We yeah. might we might do that as a theme song here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. But that, that's, Go for it. No, I, but I'm glad. I one thing, Mike. I've been um, doing this for 15 years. For so the past three or four years, I've been advocating what you just said people need to write down their family history, their mm-hmm. their activities, events to pass down to generation to their grandchildren, great grandchildren, because they're Everybody has a story to tell. Everybody has some experiences, right. and and I've been doing that for years for my for my kids and hopefully my grandkids, granddaughters, and right. read it. But very few people have been doing this. And yes, you, mm-hmm. you brought back the Greek historian being Greek. Yes, if that wasn't mm-hmm. done, we would not know, and it would not have been clearly documented. It's more documented mm-hmm. as it was because right. passing down. I, I, because I tell people, Mike, they go to these family reunions and they sit around the fire. And they sit around the, the fireplace, or they sit around the, the kitchen table and tell stories. And what I tell one individual, that's good, but do you remember what uh, Grandpa Jones said? You know, mm-hmm. last year, 10 years ago? No. Uh, so somebody needs to record it, tape record it, transcribe it, something, and, and, and publish it and share it with members aren't there. And so a lot of them are doing that in my neck of the woods, and I'm so happy and right. proud that I'm I'm influencing them. So I'm glad you're continuing on this, this Boomers mm-hmm. in the Home. And it was like it's a continuous uh, aspect, and as well as your parodies. So right, and it goes through everything. The parodies, I'll break away and make a comment I heard on Fox, uh, something, I'll do some uh, trivia that is actual history, not pertaining to our time, but 
a little bit of a look back and, hey, I bet you forgot that blah, 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 did blah, blah, blah. So I do stuff like that. And I think, Gary, uh, once the boomers are tired of playing pickleball and the knees really start to hurt, which will be in their 80s, because you know, right. unlike our parents' generation, they got old in their 60s. Right. You, know, you go through a war and depression. That's, you know, I'm not 64, and my dad at 64 was way different than me. Uh, but there'll be a time when they want to sit down and kind of read this, and I'm just going to take a gamble and get these things done and see if they sell. <laughs> well, and, and also it's touching because it, it brings, like you're, we're talking today, that those particular, um, you know, duck and cover drills that we had at school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I, I can tell you, I think we did it weekly back in during the major uh, oh, sure. Cuban Missile Crisis, and it was so it was so nervous. And and, uh, mm-hmm. and everybody in the neighborhood, we're talking about, let's talk about fallout shelters. That was oh, big, yeah. That was a big thing in my mind everybody wanted one it was a status symbol that if you're in the neighborhood and, and you had a fallout shelter and uh, here's a quick one my my family all had a family meeting of during that the, the serious times and we all need to build one that holds like a thousand people so we have all our relatives and friends and families you know underground to protect us from the nuclear attack well it, right. it never came to fruition luckily uh, but you know what a major Concern. Sure. By the, by the I had a birthday uh, when I turned uh, 11 or 12. It was August 13. That's when the Berlin Wall went up in 61. Right. And I call myself kind of a Cold War baby boomer, too, because my birthday is also the Berlin Wall and also Fidel Castro. Go figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I really got myself to that one. But, <laughs> excuse me. What we did was we had a birthday party, and uh, I was about to give a sitzel, a little smooch, because we're playing spin the bottle. Remember that? Oh, yes. Okay, so I'm just about to pucker up, get a little smooch and sitzel when the sirens went off, and that's when the Berlin Wall went up. So we ran into the basement, did the old head over the you know, pretzel thing, and my mother grabbed a radio, plugged it in, and they're talking about they were eyeball to eyeball with the uh, Germans, uh, the East Germans and the Russians, and she just muttered, God, we should have listened to George S. Patton. Yeah, we should have listened to Patton. <laughs> we should have. We should have. Yes, many people, history, mm-hmm. that, that could have been different. Uh, yeah. Could have been a different scenario there. It could have been a way different scenario. I like it. You added here again, you know you're a boomer if your dad read the daily paper, and but, mm-hmm. but you read the what? The funnies. The funnies. We called the funnies back then. And Yeah. And, and today, of course... If they even read the paper, we're lucky they do. They, they, they say, Let me see the comic strips. And then they're very mm-hmm. small. Back then, there were pages upon pages of them, right? Sure. We had a little newspaper in our school. Uh, I'll throw a name at you. A weekly Reader. Yes, definitely. Okay. Uh, and I remember the most indelible thing about that was every time we got it, they would drop the statement that Little Finland was the only country that paid back its World War II debt to the United States. <laughs> and that is true. That's true. That is and they would true. bring it up every time. <laughs> I mean, and that weekly reader was—it was like you were, you were. I was, I was excited to read that. And the other one, I think, was Scholastic Times. If I recall. Yeah, I remember there, that later. There were two of them, but the weekly reader was there every week, and um, it was like this is the news. And uh, I was thinking about this on on our way to the station today, and we didn't have fact checkers back then. We didn't have factcheckers.org or whatever nope. to, to check None any of that. that. Whatever they said of this weekly reader is the gospel according to, right? Right. I call that era the BC era, before computers. Before computers, yes. Before computers. That's, that's mine, too. I, I, I coined that one. If we, if we <laughs> knew that one. Um, the other thing about, uh, I love it, that you mentioned, you know you're a redneck when you drank a black cow. 
Oh, slumber to black cow. Yeah, you're a boomer if you had that. People, you, you say to a kid today, black cow was, yeah, it was yeah, ice cream and um, uh, root beer or Coke. Right. And, uh, in there. It was a float, basically. Mm-hmm. And the other the other aspects of, of like, Laffy Taffy and uh, the picky stick, pick-up sticks and all those. Yeah, Pop Rocks. Pop uh, ro- oh, Rocks. Yes, that was a big hit. In Pop Rocks, life. remember that one? Oh, yeah. Remember the rumor that if you if you took them with uh, Coca-Cola, you'd die and blow your stomach up? That's right. <laughs> and I remember they were trading, like, like bad stuff at in, in uh, elementary school. You remember that? Mm-hmm. The, oh, yeah. The, the yeah. Rock, you know, everybody would, like... Pass them off real sneakily, but mm-hmm. yes, that was the thing. Don't drink it. You know, be careful. Uh, oh, sure, sure. The other thing I'll throw in here: I, I spent uh, many years in advertising, and I, I sold television ad time. But I knew a lot of madmen. You know, your guys are classic guys that made up the jingles. Mm-hmm. And so I put a jingle in: Hey, Boomer, name the candy bar. Open wide four, and then you fill it in. Do you know it? Open wide. Open wide four. Chunky. No, I don't remember that. Uh, how about this one? Charlie says, love my... Charlie says, really rings the bell. You know the candy? No. It was a little guy on a train, and it was good and plenty. Oh, good and, and plenty. And it was up and down on a commercial, yeah. And I remember commercials. I don't know why, because, you know, TV was pretty big when we were boomers. And I have a lot of those things memorized. I got some of the song themes to that memorized. <laughs> Well, that you had to you had to remember those jingles so you could pick up. The other point yeah. I thought you you know everybody would love to play tag with their their friends and and mm-hmm. and uh, I, when I told my kids a few years ago, why did y'all play laser tags? What? What we didn't know no. what lasers were, right? No, we would just sit there, bang your it, and run. And uh, we had games like uh, Simon Says. Yeah. Uh, one thing we did, too, uh, we had to use our minds to be creative because there was no computers. So yeah. we'd go to the movie and see the Alamo. Hey, we'd run right to the playground, get five kids behind a bench, get the rest of the kids to charge, jump over the bench, and beat the living snot out of you. Uh-oh. That was Alamo. That's, oh, yeah, yep. we did that. That's, yep, yep. Yes. Uh, 30 Seconds Over Tokyo. Remember the epic movie? Yes. Was, uh, Van Johnson? Okay, we get on our bicycles, get the water. Water balloons, ride to the school, ride around it, and throw the water balloons against the school. That was our 30 seconds over Tokyo. <laughs> so we had games like that, and the Russians were great because we we create the Battle of Stalingrad in the gangways. Uh-huh. Uh, we do things like that and use water balloons as hand grenades, and the water droplets were the shrapnel. Bam! You know, we go down everything. Uh, so, the, yeah, I, I picked up the language. And, uh, the the other aspect I thought you, you, you mentioned to me that after Russia's launch of the Sputnik, and I I remember this distinctly. Oh, I think yeah. the, the curriculum in all of our schools, uh-huh. like, exponentially went math and science. They, right? Yes, uh, that's what happened. Uh, some guys came out to our school from Argonne National Lab. Hey, kids, we're going to learn how to do something called fission. I want to tell you about rocket science. There was a book, Gary, that was put out in the late 50s. It was called What Ivan Knows That Johnny Doesn't. The guy's name was Arthur Trace, and that scared the living you-know-what out of people because we felt when Sputnik went over and then Yuri Gagarin, that's it. Hey, we better get our you-know-what together. <laughs> are they, are they going to be attacking us from space real quick? They're watching everything. That's what I remember my mother saying. Well, that Sputnik thing is watching everything we're doing in the backyard, so be careful mm-hmm. what we tell them. Oh, yeah. I was so. outside with the Russian immigrants, and these Russians were saying, you better do something to counter this. They're going to get you coming. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very good, very good. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Standing Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep Dealers. 
Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Kiel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, probably presented by Bears, Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show as a special guest is Mr. Mike Riles, who is an author, humorist, and columnist, and he's giving us his rendition of You Know You're a Baby Boomer If... Mm-hmm. So tell us, continue on here, Mike. These have been quite fascinating, and it's like okay. bringing back memories to a 65-year-old here. Do you know you're a baby boomer if you knew who the Moose and Squirrel were? Do you know? Oh, no. Let me think about it. Moose and Squirrel. Uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And here's another one I thought of recently with the events now in the Middle East. You know you're a baby boomer when you first learn about the religion of Islam when you went to the Saturday matinee and you saw the movie Lawrence of Arabia. Good point. Did not know that faith existed. Yes. Nothing until we saw that movie. Yes. Now that is uh, we played cops and robbers, and the cops always won. We played cowboys and Indians, oh. and the cowboys always oh, won. Oh, let me comment about that one. Yes. That, uh-huh. was, that was so politically weird in my neighborhood <laughs> is all the guys, when we played cops and robbers, it was like we would all pray... I don't want to be the robber because they always lose. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And likewise, yeah. okay. the Indian. It was like the younger the younger guys were generally delegated to be the Indians. The big guys were the cowboys. And you're right. I don't think there was any war that we had cops and robbers and, and cowboys and Indians that right. the Indians won or the robbers won. Did you record right. of any? Probably today it's politically correct. They do a 50-50 thing, right? <laughs> right, do a 50-50, right. They do I remember, a, too, as a boomer, our parents wanted to keep us as innocent as long as possible. They shielded us from certain things. For oh, example, yeah. uh, in 1962, they played Marilyn Monroe singing Happy Birthday, Mr. President, to President Kennedy. Right. And I'm watching that and go, wow, wow, she's beautiful. You know, and I'm 11, you know, things are starting to happen. <laughs> and I look back at my mom and dad. They're looking at each other, and it was like deer in the headlights. And my mother just said, Michael, go to your room. Go to your room. And she grabbed me by the pants and the shirt, threw me into my room, closed the door. Because they didn't want their kids to know that they were probably fooling around, in which they found out they were. <laughs> that is true. A lot of, a lot of, um, I can reflect that in my own days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yes, uh, those bring back memories. You know, you're a boomer when that happened. Today, oh, hey, it's not as, it's not as. Uh, you might say private, as you might think. Right? The privacy thing is gone, and I think too much stuff is being thrown at kids today. Um, they, they're not allowed to have childhoods. There's not allowed to have an innocence. And I'm, I kind of make some serious comments in my Boomer books about that as well. Uh, here's a great one. Uh, you, don't, you, you didn't feel like an axe murderer if you won a game of dodgeball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just now a game. After it. Oh, it's aggressive. It, and it's, uh, and now today, it's you have to be politically correct and not hit it too hard. And not, not too hard. Not, yeah. not to win. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. And, and I, you brought a good one up here, push-ups. When you talk, oh, yeah. when you talk to kids about that, oh, that's, you know, that's exercise. Well. Actually, down there. No, no, that was a, it was delicious, too. You pushed the thing up. It was an orange ice cream. 
And uh, I used to uh, pay my, my translators in my little business. You know, I'd say, hey, here, here's your money. I, I cut them out a little bit, and then I buy them a push-up. <laughs> well, Angela's saying they exist now, but they're, it's pretty hard to find. It's not that readily right. available uh, throughout wow. the United States. And probably, I definitely know it's not available in Europe for some reason. And the, the, right. the game Mother May I? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, you know you're a boomer if you remember that one, right? Simon Says and Mother May I, yeah. And we used to play that all the time outside and stuff and doing that. And, uh, let's and see. today, oh, gathered together with family to watch the Academy Awards and Miss America pageant. Right, big stuff back then. And you know, definitely, you're a boomer if that occurred. What about mm-hmm. being a Boy Scout and Girl Scout? I, I think it's more prevalent back in Boomer here. I think among everybody, I well, was. With the uh, communist thing going on, their men had more time on their hands because you made better money on a job, so they volunteered. They were terrified after the Cultural Revolution in China, and I noticed how they just started flocking into our scout troop. And I wrote another book called The Mentor, which is on Sarah Publishing, and you can get it as well. Uh, I had a mentor in my scout troop who was a Korean War vet and nearly lost his life in uh, Heartbreak Ridge. Mm-hmm. And he he was really driven to give back uh, to us. And he was different from the other Scoutmasters who kind of came and went or some had to go and be that because of his community service. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I wrote a dedication to him, and um, it's uh, gotten published by them. And there's a gentleman out in Hallmark looking at the screenplay. Now, I can, I've written screenplays from this as well. So I'm trying to see if I can move this into a movie because it's oh. lacking now. Boys not having a mentor to look up to. Somebody, you know, because the dads aren't in the home hardly anymore, and you're noticing all the crime occurring with boys. Yeah, girls are doing it, but boys are having it. Boys really so, need that mentors. Okay. I, there I, is something when you start getting that testosterone kicking when you're 15, 16, yeah, you need something to kind of settle you down, and he did. And he took us to the woodshed when we were wrong on stuff, just like our dads did. Uh, so it was kind of a reinforcement, you know, of sorts. And now, they, yeah, now it's very difficult to um, to discipline the child, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. of all these factors. <laughs> well, I, I put in there, you know, you're a boomer when your dad spanked you and you didn't run and call the ACLU. <laughs> <laughs> I did a double indemnity on spanking uh, uh, when I uh, did my song thing. I, I was a substitute teacher and I sang a Chiquita Banana song, and she got a little angry with me. Well, a little. She grabbed me by the ear and dragged me out of the principal's office. So I got spanked by my mother who had to come down to the school. Got home. My dad was going to spank me. And I said, Father, you can't do this. Uh, there's something in the Constitution called double indemnity. I oh. Firing line. Oh, oh I'm just saying. Uh, my dad's from Louisiana, right? Yeah. Oh, really, son? <laughs> Firing line, huh? Yeah, William F. Buckley. He went to Yale, Dad. You didn't. Oh, really? <laughs> he went to Yale, huh? <laughs> he said to me, said, son, I'm a, I'm a Democrat. I'm union. I hung out with Huey P. Long back in the old days. Guess what? Down with the pants. Over I went his knee. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> no such thing as double indemnity here, right? Double indemnity. You no. can't punish the same crime twice, the boy. Price. Dumb, dumb me. Oh, well. Oh, well. But you look back at it, and I, 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 I thank my father to, to, the, to the stars for having and giving a damn about me to do that. And that's another thing. Parents were hands-on in more ways than one. They made it a point when you were wandering off uh, that they were there in more ways than one in making sure you stayed on the straight and narrow. And, and the other aspect of being a boomer, you mentioned that uh, when you brought home that report card uh-huh. that you had to get your parents, most of the times, I think I recall they had to have both parents Show it to me. Sign, sign it. They had to sign that and review it. You never thought of forging it either. Never. And they knew when report cards were coming out. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And as you said, there were shakes and sweats, and, mm-hmm. and you prayed a lot for those teachers to be kind yes. to you, right? We hope you pass, right? Because you know what? We wanted our moms and dads to feel proud of us. And that was a big thing in Boomerdom, too, that I'm, I'm kind of seeing lacking a little bit lately. But it was it was leveled. It wasn't. They didn't overdo it in making you you know do everything from playing soccer to playing a piano, but just on the level that was needed. They wanted we wanted them to be proud of us. And and they and those I, I would say they appreciated and they appreciated improvement. I mean I re, mm-hmm. I remember having one report card. It wasn't as you know it was a C. And and my dad and mom said we need to improve this particular area. You know next time around. And sure enough, I did. And they they applauded me and they they mm-hmm. uh, yeah. they, okay. they encouraged me. And they and I remember even getting tutoring. I was not the best reader in the world when I was younger. Right. And they said we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do some additional activities to help you in in, in getting that reading skills up to a level. And and it, it right. worked. It worked. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we had that too in the schools. Uh, they helped me with math there when the Russians couldn't help me on the private side they uh, took me aside and gave me a little shortcut to do it but you know what we had a new math when I was in uh, Boomerdom and some of the teachers didn't even understand it <laughs> it came pretty fast <laughs> and that was because of Sputnik again those Russians are going to be ahead of us with that new math well I kind of figured so if they could put the damn thing up in space he can tell me how to do uh, uh, fractions <laughs> and do we really do we really need I was always always saying do we really need all this uh, this high tech math back that, back in those days and yeah I, we always thought that what am I going to use this right. yeah and that's what I always would. I was the the uh, realist, and I would tell the t- teacher sometime. Now, what are we going to use this for? What's the practical? Mm-hmm. And right. she said, "I don't know. I'm just told to teach you this." You know, a lot of them was, "I don't know." Uh, sadly, right. uh, but again, that that is fascinating. I again compliment you on uh, on getting us us boomers more inclined to 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 recall those those good old days and to help mm-hmm. relate those days to our kids and grandkids and great grandkids that uh, sure. those were the good old days and uh, they and were some, and sometimes I even call them the best of times but hopefully we're going to have more best of times here and there in the near future well that thank is you true. and if folks want to send something to me uh, can, can I give my my yeah, email address definitely uh, riles r i l e s dot mike m-i-k-e at gmail dot com well, send me an email and I'll send you a list of what I've written here because I got so much of it that publishers just ain't there yet so my son showed me how to do this kind of stuff my tech support <laughs> your tech support I have that, I have that kind of son too Mike but again uh, yeah. oh yeah you've I inspired glad you can stay here pay off your student loan just hang tight because I need free tech support <laughs> and they're and they're good at that but we're learning we're learning even, we're though, learning. We're, we're, even learning. though we're boomers we're learning right but right. thank you for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Wire it's been a, it's been a, a great pleasure and humor and you you've made me yeah. smile and my producer who is quite young smile and I know you're going to be right. touching out touching a lot of our radio listeners out there in Radio Land. Fantastic. Gary, this is a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. So take care. Okay, buddy. You take care. Bye-bye. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Giel, proudly presented by Abers, standing country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep Giel. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Giel. 
Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, here on News Radio 710 Keel. Thank you for listening to today's show. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of The Best of Times at one of our 522 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Coligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Best of Times on 710 Keel. Join us again next Saturday at 9 for The Best of Times. This is News Radio 710 Keel, K E E L, Shreveport Mosier.